Hello, my name is Zachary Trailer, and you are listening to Morning Voice, A Political Journey, Episode 7, The People. When we last left off, we talked about the equation that is our democracy, is the people plus the system equaling our democracy. Our democracy is crumbling. We know this. We see the lies. We see the gerrymandering. No longer do we pick our politicians, but rather they pick us. They gerrymander their districts, such as my own District 44, filling it with as many partisan voters as possible, packing them so that way only one candidate can represent a vastly a vast array of political beliefs, keeping those like-minded to help foster radicalization, saving the seat, but ending our democracy. We know this to be the case, and yet... For too long, whether it be the media, the elites, corporations, the lies we are told in endless HR meetings, and death by PowerPoint, that we are the problem. Why is it so easy to think that 150 million hardworking Americans, the population of our working class, is lazy, inept, and unwilling to work, rather than the 50 richest Americans, the 50 heads of state, governors, politicians, lobbyists, that they are greedy. I am not against the building up of personal wealth. I believe that homeownership is the beacon and the solution to many of our problems when it comes to generational poverty, the disadvantaged groups and minorities who are not allowed the same opportunities that many of us, myself included, are. This is an outrage and an atrocity that must be fixed. I propose a multi-district voting map. The districts will be the size of what traditionally three individual ones were. However, you will get three elected representatives to vote for the group. You have a higher chance of getting elected representatives who understand and support the people. It prevents gerrymandering and it prevents the elites from picking their voters and puts the vote back in the people's pocket. But that doesn't go far enough. We also need to make sure that the government, once elected, does what we have voted them to do. We need to have make sure that they are voting in line with our beliefs, that they are willing to reach across the aisle and find compromise. Because many of us vote... But we understand that there, this is not a zero-sum game. While, yes, there is give and take, there is a way to foster genuine bipartisanship, bipartisanship and cooperation between not only the parties, but the people. And that has been missing. We must go beyond simply changing from first-past-the-post to multi-member districts. We must continue on to my 10-point plan and make sure that the people are the ones who have the voice. North Carolina is one of only a few states that does not allow for a statewide referendum. We saw last week as Ohio and several other states passed enshrining abortion rights and protecting the right of privacy within their state. This is in possible within our state due to the legal framework established in the 1970s when we last rewrit our constitution and it must change we must allow for 
the people to come together with a loud enough vote voice and say this is what we this is the laws we want for our state it takes out by having direct democracy you take out the middleman you take out the politician you take out the liars and the corrupt you put the power back into the people and that is just one way to solve this another one is making sure that our economy is faced and geared towards helping the middle class the working class those who are pulling them up themselves up by their bootstraps for too long we have encouraged corporatism we have encouraged the elites to take away our hard-earned money have the government redirect our tax dollars to benefit them i-95 should not be paid for it should not be contracted out to multinational corporations they must they should be given to local construction companies who have the expertise and knowledge along with the commu- the attachment to the community by buying out and paying these companies who don't know Fayetteville from Garner from Dunn from Wilson you are simply extracting the wealth the tax paid payer dollars that the local economy provided and you are siphoning it off to Wall Street BlackRock investment firms whereas you are draining the purchasing power from the ordinary person when people ask why I stand for the people why I say I will be the representative of everyone in my district not just those with my color not just those who voted for me but everyone I do so because I look at the equation and see our the the output the equation is giving us a corrupt democracy because of the system people always say it's two sides of the same coin and I agree I agree because both sides have given us nothing but heartache and economic despair with it the degradation of our community and our culture culture as in you know taking care of and providing for one another culture in the sense of north carolina is a bastion of democracy we are not like the other 50 the four, other 49 states we are while we have much in commonality, we are the head front. We were one of the original 13 colonies, and we will, despite our issues and despite our transgressions, work to better them and rectify them when we can. We ref- I refuse to let that culture, the community, and the cooperation that our state was founded on not be represented. For my person of the day, I think that the... There's only one choice. There's only one person who has been willing to stand up time and time again to advocate for what they believed in despite everything else that is going on. And that person is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He is running as an independent, pulling in 24% of the electorate for the presidency. This man... Has, is open about a substance abuse problem that he had growing up. He came from a wealthy, well-to-do Massachusetts family, the son of the legendary Robert F. Kennedy, nephew to former President John F. Kennedy. And yet he is still 
not being provided secret service. This man came from a background that many would call privileged, yet he still fell into the into drug abuse. He is very open about this. And what he said brought him back was the community. Drug abuse is not a problem that just affects the poor, nor is it something that just affects other people. It is found within every family, within every community, and many times within every household. We need to destigmatize it. This is a disease. This isn't something that people fall into due to lack of self-discipline. They do this because they don't have others to rely on, because the system has fought back. The system has put them in endless jobs with no promotion ability. I worked for one day at a franchise store, Dunkin' Donuts here, that's opened in Spring Lake. I quit the first day because the owners were giving the store manager $11.50 an hour. The store manager, who had 10 years of experience, who was the most kind, caring, but efficient woman I have ever met, and they were paying her less than she deserved for that position. And she wasn't even aware. She thought that she, she wasn't told her pay. They told her she would be hired on for one position and then moved her up to store manager because the one before her quit. These are incidences that happen all over our district and our state. And we must rectify them. Too long have we been trying to hide them in the shadows, pretend like they didn't exist, and pretend like they are the doing of the individual and not the community. I plan to make sure that the system is fair and equal for all. You will not get the same outcome. You don't deserve the same outcome. But every American who chooses to put one foot in front of the other, who chooses to strive to better themselves, and every American, regardless, regardless of race, religion, creed, sexual orientation, if you are willing to work hard, I will be there. I will make sure that the system gives you a fair shake. I will not stand by as the system corrupts good Americans, as it's a rat race to the bottom. Thank you.